Welcome to our Cove Ladies Bible Study with Covenant Church. We are so excited you have joined us in this Bible revival. Our goal is for you to be challenged and inspired to go deeper into your study of the living word. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest updates on when new episodes are posted. Let's go right into the study recorded at Covenant Church. I want to welcome you to the Women of the Word study, to our Cove Ladies Bible study. This is a one-night study, but it's going to go into a um, series that we're going to kick off next week. So I'm glad that you're here. You don't want to miss tonight. How many of you have ever felt like, um, I don't even know where to start reading the Bible? Raise your hand. I've been there, okay? Maybe you felt like I read the Bible or opened it up, and I'm like, I don't know what that says. I have no idea what in the world I just read. That is okay. Some of you may not have never even opened a Bible. That is also okay. You're in the right class. So this class is for anyone who has studied the Bible for 100 years or has never even opened a Bible. This is a class for you. Um, and I want to tell you that this is going to be on podcast because we are, one of the things I kind of regret doing is not recording previous Bible studies because we've gone through Genesis, we've gone through, I don't even know, a ton, James, Ephesians, all the things. We've gone through several several and I didn't record it and I could just beat myself up over it. So I want to make sure that it is available for you guys to listen to later on and for my children to listen to one day. Okay. So this is going to be Cove Ladies Bible Study Podcast. You have a cool name for that. You can let me know what it is. So just know that that's why I'm speaking through a microphone right now. It's not because I think I'm really cool up here or anything like that. All right, real quick, um, I do want to talk about what this tonight is and then go into what next week is. So tonight is the study of women of the word. Um, I taught all the way through this book last year. Um, How many weeks? We spent about six weeks, I think, on women of the word last year. And and so I'm going to try and go through it all in an hour. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So the really cool thing about The Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin, if you get a chance to read the book, it is fantastic. It just makes it in such practical terms how to study scripture. So how many of you have gone to Bible studies before that are like, this is a Bible study just for uh, people with anxiety or people with, um, if you want to get closer to the Lord, you got to go to this Bible study, like the very topical Bible studies. Have you ever sat through churches like that? I have. There's nothing wrong with those. We're going to talk about why we at Covenant Church choose the women of the word way, okay? So this is the why behind becoming women of the word. First of all, the Lord last year said, Casey, I'm ready for you women to have a Bible revival. How in the world do you know how to love me if you don't know me? And it was like shot to the heart to me. 2019, the Lord spoke the exact same thing to me, and he said to myself personally, he said, how can you love me if you don't know my word? How can you tell others about me if you don't know my word? Now, listen, I'm going to say some things tonight. It is not to be offensive at all because I've walked through this since 2019, okay? I want to walk through this with you. You are not alone, okay? I want to hold your hand through this process. You are not alone. Everyone hear me when I say that? So in 2019, that's what the Lord said to me, and I said, okay, Lord, well, I want to I know you. I want to know who you are. I want to know 
who the God that I say that I serve is. And so he said, read my word. So I began the journey of reading through the Bible in a year, and I didn't make it. And I failed, and I failed, and I failed. But what I did find was that I really liked to stop and pause and dig into certain scripture that really started speaking to me. So um, I'm, I'm a highly um, support, highly, I highly support the Bible recap. Have any of you heard of the Bible recap? It is fantastic. I 1,000% changed my life. I love it. I recommend it. Um, but I didn't get through it because I stopped and I was like, I just want to read this. I want to know more about this. And so I'm that kind of person where I like to dig in and really kind of set my heels in things, sink my teeth in and really just kind of, um, see what all the Lord has to say for, for me in scripture. So if you've never made it all the way through the Bible, that is okay. Now I can say that now I have made it all the way through the Bible, but it's taken me years to get through everything. So if you think that I'm a Bible scholar, I'm not. I've never been theologically trained, anything like that. I do not have all the answers. I will never have all the answers. As a matter of fact, there's people sitting in this room that know way more about the Bible than I do. Um, But I do love the Word very, very much. Um, I love finding the heart of the Father in the Word, okay? All right, so Bible study shouldn't be mechanical. It shouldn't be something that we um, just check off, off of our list. So how many of you are like, okay, before I get in my quiet time, I need the kids down, I need to get my coffee brewed, I need to get my blanket, I need to light my candle, and I need to make sure I'm sitting right in the right spot. That's been me before, it's okay if that's you, okay? It doesn't have to be that way. What I've learned that Bible study sometimes looks like is having my Bible open on the kitchen counter And then when my kids are playing, just going and reading a few scriptures. I've got to get it in me, okay? And then I'm going, and as I'm doing dishes, I might be listening to it. It it is something that we need to live and we need to breathe. It doesn't have to be something that we just check off just to say we check off, okay? The Lord wants to meet you in your study. He wants you to know him in such a powerful way. All right, so I, I grew up having biblical literacy, What that means is when I went to church, I knew who David and Goliath was. I knew that Jonah got swallowed by a whale. Uh, I knew that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I could quote some things for you, some stories, but I didn't understand how it related to me and how it related to God. I didn't understand the details of the Bible and what it actually meant until I read it for myself, okay? So what you're going to learn is basic Bible literacy, not just biblical knowledge. You're going to know how to read scripture, how to, how to chew on scripture, allow the Lord to soak you in it, and then let it transform you. Does everyone see that? Um, so we are going to choose, choose to allow God to work through us. All right. So I'm going to stop now and I'm going to pray. You will pray for me. I will greatly appreciate it. Heavenly Father, I don't want to do this without you. I don't want to move without you. I don't want to breathe without you. God, I don't want to do anything apart from you, Lord. So I'm asking you right now to come and to anoint my words, Lord. I'm asking you to refresh me in your spirit so that I may speak the words that you have for your women, Lord. Help me to be a teacher of the word. Help me to um, love your word. Help these women to have a hunger for your word, Lord, that they can get to know you. I thank you, Lord, for your peace, for your shalom, 
and for your presence in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So what you have in front of you is something I call, well, not I call, that is called the read method. We are going to go through this towards the end, but I'm going to um, teach from the women of the word packet. You don't have this packet, and here's why. When I was going to give it out to you, I realized that there was absolutely no way that I could give all of this to you and you mull it over in one hour. So instead, I said, you know what? I'm going to teach the basic principles of, of women in the word. You can take notes on your packet. And then the read method that you have in your hand is the practical method that we will use to study scripture. Okay? So I'm going to teach you right now. Feel free to take notes on your paper. Um but just know that it's not in there. But they do coincide. You will see a lot of similarities. The read method was birthed from the women of the word method. Okay? Same thing. They're two in the same. All right. So there are several different approaches to typical Bible study. Okay? Things that we've done in our lives. I want you to be very open and honest. It is on podcast, but nobody can see your hands raised. And we've all been there. There are several different approaches to, to Bible study that we have used in our life. So how many of you on a bad day and you're like, Lord, I'm just so sad today. I really need you to make me feel better. And we turn to the scripture that says he, um, he is with the brokenhearted or whatever, okay? And we go to that and we say, oh, Lord, thank you. You made me feel better. Has anyone ever done that? I have. We call that the Xanax approach, Okay. That's the, that's the approach where it's like, Lord, I just need you to make me feel better, and I'm going to take this one little piece of Scripture, even though it may be out of context, that's okay, but it applies to me, Lord, and you make me feel so much better. Thank you. Okay, we've all been there. And now I'm going to say these. Remember, this is like a, um, a good way to study Scripture, and then we're going to learn the best way to study Scripture. Okay? Another one is the pinball method. So maybe you're reading in... Um, in the Gospels, and we'll talk about what that is. We'll read it in the Gospels, and you're like, oh. Um, or maybe you're reading in Acts, and you're like, oh, they, bab- they were baptized by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I'm reading there. Well, I really want to now go learn about what the Holy Spirit is. So I go all the way over here in Scripture, and I learn about that. Well, now I want to know about baptism. So now I'm going to go back over to New Testament and learn about baptism. Well, now what does that mean for me in the end time? So now I'm going over to Revelation. Okay, how many of you have pinballed around Scripture before? I have. Okay. So that's an approach that sometimes we typically use. Now, this one's one of my favorite. How many of you use the magic eight ball approach where you're like, Lord, I need to know who I'm going to marry like so fast. And so you start reading scripture and you're like, Jonah, I know a Jonah from elementary school. Let me call him. That surely is who I'm supposed to marry. Okay. Maybe it's not that serious, but a magic eight ball approach is where you use the Bible for your own, own gratification. What answer are you looking for? And you open the Bible and you, you think that this magic book is going to give you an answer. Okay? That's not what we use the Bible for. All right? How about the personal shopper method? Where you're like, okay, I really want to learn what, um, what women in the Bible look like, which is not a bad thing to study. Okay? So we go to, I'm going to go to Ruth and I'm going to learn about Ruth. And now I'm going to go to Esther and I'm going to only learn about Esther. And then I'm going to go to Hannah and I'm only going to learn about Hannah. And we just, whatever suits our needs at that time, that's what we're going to go find. Has anyone ever done that? I have, okay? A lot of this also comes from your, this is not, please don't take it offensive, this is me, okay? Your big name Bible study teachers um, who will put out the, 
the Bible study plans. I've taught from them. Okay, I've taught from them. I love them. I do love them. There's a place for them. Okay, but that's where your personal shopper method could come in. Okay, where we're going to cherry pick all the scriptures about this one topic and put them together instead of seeing the Bible for what it is as a whole big story. Okay, just one more, um, one more little method that Jen talks about in her book is the telephone method. How many of you played telephone in kindergarten where you sat in a line and you said, uh, daisies are pink. And then by the end of the line, you know, you tell it down the line and by the end it's my dog has diarrhea or something, you know, like something crazy. So that's the telephone method. What we tend to do as Christians, and I'm so guilty of this, is if I'm not getting my scripture from scripture, I'm getting my scripture from commentaries. I'm getting my scripture from podcasts or online sermons. Those are phenomenal supplements, okay? Those are like protein shakes, but it is not meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes is whenever you get in the living and breathing word because the Bible is living and breathing. And when you read it, it's Holy Spirit inspired. And so it will literally speak to you, okay? It will literally... How many, how many of you um, avid Bible readers have read stories before or scripture before and the Lord spoke to you one way and then you read it again and it's something completely different? Yes, because it's living and breathing. It's the Holy Spirit that comes over and he interprets the word for you in certain ways, okay? So it's important for us to get the meat and potatoes of scripture. So have I convinced you yet that it's important for us to dig into scripture it is important for us to truly understand what the Bible is to us. The Bible is the bread, it's the word, and we need it daily in order to, to sustain ourselves. And I'm guilty, so guilty of not reading the word, and it's okay. And for those of you that are like, I don't even know how, you're going to know how by the end of this, okay? And then I'm going to walk you through practical, a practical way over the next few weeks. I'm going to hold your hand so that you don't feel alone. You don't feel like you're just doing this by yourself, okay? It's so important that you know that. You don't leave here with anything else. Leave here knowing that Casey is going to help you by the grace of the Holy Spirit to teach you how to study his word, all right? Okay, really quick, there are five Ps to study, okay? Now, you can write these down. I think this should be good to write down. The first P of study that Jen talks about, I've got to get a drink. I'm so sorry. All right, the first P, so we have to study with purpose. So what is our purpose? Why, why are we even choosing to study the Word? Does anyone want to say, why, why do you want to study the Word? To be closer to God, anyone else? That's great. Say that again, Miss Nancy. Yes, anyone else? She said direction. Yeah, so there's different reasons why we choose to study the Word. The important thing is that we choose to study the word, period, okay? Again, the Lord says or said to me, you've got to, to know who I am. How do you love me if you don't know me? So we've got to know that the Bible is a big picture. How many of you know that the Bible goes from beginning to the end, okay? Well, let me tell you this. The Bible is, it's Holy Spirit inspired, so it's just like if God took um, several of us and said, I need you to go and you, I need you to write these words down. And it is the Holy Spirit writing through Kelly 
okay, onto scrolls, and then they've been put together for um, as the Bible, right? So it is Holy Spirit inspired. It is the Holy Spirit's words. So that's what's so important. So if you start at the beginning, of course, it's in two sections. It's Old Testament and it's New Testament. Old Testament is before Jesus Christ was born, okay? Everything before that, before Jesus Christ being born is the Old Testament. Everything after Christ was born is the New Testament, okay? And I'm just briefly going to go over this. The Old Testament was where God established a covenant with a group of people called the Israelites. And he established his covenant and he said, you will be my people. I will bless you, but you have to keep my law. They couldn't keep the law because the law was too hard. And so they had to do these sacrifices in order to remain in the Lord, okay, in order to be saved, essentially. What Jesus did, it was God in heaven. He came down from heaven. He limited himself as a man. So he is all the way man. He is all the way God. And he took on the perfect sacrifice for us. So whereas in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament that you'll read about, they had to have lambs that they had to kill and pigeons that they had to kill, all these things in order for the blood to cover their sin. Those were never enough. But Jesus, who was perfect, came and he was slaughtered so that the blood of Jesus Christ would forever cover our sin. And it tore the veil between us and heaven so that now we have direct communication with God through Jesus Christ. Does everyone see that? So that's what the Bible's about. That's what it's going to tell you about. I didn't know that for a very long time. So if you've never heard that before, it is okay. When I understood that, I was like, well, now it all makes sense. Okay. And so it's really a good thing. All right. So we have to know that. We have to know that there's a purpose for reading the story and that it is a big picture. All right. If you flip to the back of your read um, packet, you'll see this. I'm sure some of you may have seen this picture before. On social media. Let's see if I can. Okay. This shows the big picture of the Bible. So on this end is Genesis. And then every other color, you see how it turns white and then gray? That's every Bible, I'm sorry, book of the Bible. Okay. And it switches over. And so it goes from Genesis all the way to Revelation, all the books of the Bible. And what this is, is it shows all the cross-references. Is that amazing? I think I read it was 63,000 plus cross-references over, does anyone know how long this was written? Thousands of years? Okay, 2,000 years? I don't know. I don't know the exact. Don't quote me on that. Uh, thousands of years this was written, and these people didn't know this. These people didn't know these people, okay? So it is Holy Spirit inspired. Do you see it? That's the big, the big story. That's the big picture. Okay? So, Jen, and, and we're going to learn about the big picture. It's important for us to know when we're reading scripture, where does the particular book fall in the big picture? Okay? If it's Genesis, then we're talking about creation. God created us, and every, everything we need to know about creation happens in Genesis. Shortly after in Genesis, we talk about the fall. Okay? And then Jesus is born, and we have redemption and then we have restoration in the Revelation, in the book of Revelation. So there's four main par parts of Scripture, okay? The fall, I'm sorry, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. And then how many of you, um, how many of you loved English in school? I taught y'all in English. Y'all can raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now she teaches English. I used to teach them English, but I wasn't very good. 
I was young. Well, that's true, but it wasn't, it wasn't because of me. I can, I can promise you. So in English class, you know that we learn something called genres. So there are different genres of books and of literature. There is poetry. That is not a novel. Okay? There are narratives that are like novels that tell a story, have characters. Um, there's law. There's wisdom literature, literature sorry, and prophecy. Those are the genres in the Bible. That is in your read packet, I believe. It has that information in there. So when we are reading with a purpose, it is important for us to understand what book we're reading, right? We're not going to read um, Psalm, which is all poetry, in the same way that we're going to read Genesis, which is a narrative with characters and a plot and a storyline, okay? How many of you have read Psalms and been like, why did they do that? Or who did they do? Or maybe you're reading prophecy and you're like, this makes no sense. Okay. For me, it was because I didn't even understand what I was reading. I didn't understand that it was written a certain way. Okay. So before we ever start a book of the Bible, we are going to determine what genre we're even reading. Okay. We're not reading Psalms. Then we're not going to read it like a poet, like a, like a poem. Okay. All right. And then last thing is, the purpose of reading scripture is to see the heart of the Father, first and foremost, to know the character of God. So the characteristic, I'm sorry, not the characteristics, but the approaches to Bible study that I talked about earlier, those are very self-centered. Self, what, what can I get out of this? Lord, what can you give me? What can you show me? And I'm so guilty of reading scripture that way. But whenever I realized that when I read scripture, I am trying to find who God is. That's all I have to know, because the, the more I know who God is, the more I know what I need to be like and what I need to do. And so then the application part becomes very simple. That's where the revelation comes in whenever we realize, oh, my gosh, God's plans can never be thwarted. Then that tells me that I can trust his plan. That tells me that in this situation that I'm walking in, I can trust what he's, he's saying for me. OK, and whenever I read that he um, that he threw Jonah in the well, then I can say, I better not run from, from God in this situation. He's going to find me and he can totally use someone else, but he's choosing to use me. Okay. So those little things, when we see the heart of God and we see the character of God, that transforms us from the inside out. That's the, excuse me, that's the purpose. That's why we study scripture. All right. Number two, second P, I got to go faster. Perspective. Who was it written for? Okay. Before we ever start studying scripture, we need to know these questions. Who wrote it? Who, who wrote the book that we are studying? When was it written in the big story? It makes a big difference if we're reading um, about Jesus, but we think that it happened in the Old Testament. Okay, We have to have it in proper context. So when was it written? To whom was it written? Okay, We have to remember that there was an original audience for every single scripture. So the message of the Bible can transcend its original audience, but we can't separate from the original audience. We've got to know if it was written to the Israelites, we need to know what culture they were living in because it makes a big difference on how we read scripture, okay? Whenever you're like, whenever we, we read that God had them living in tents in the wilderness, we're going to read that a lot different if we're trying to apply that to our own, our own lives. We don't want to think that he's trying to make us live in a tent in the wilderness, okay? Context matters. So who was it written? What genre was it written in? That's what we talked about a while ago. And then the why. 
Okay? Genesis was written. Does anyone know who Genesis was written by? Moses. That's right. Genesis was written by Moses, and it was the retelling of creation. And he actually verbally told it to the Israelites in the wilderness. And they wrote it down. And that's how we got Genesis, Exodus, I think all the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. So that's how it happened, right? So it's important for us to know why it was written. It was written so that they didn't lose the context of what had happened in, in the beginning. All right. Am I making sense? Okay. I'm not just go with me. All right. Number three. This is so important. I want you to write this down. When you begin to study scripture, I want you to have patience okay the world has taught us that it it is so important to have quick gratification on everything we want to have dopamine like as soon as we start scrolling we want to we want to be happy we want to have revelation we want to know that god is near we want to have the feeling we want to have his presence we want to feel god immediately and it does happen but i want you to know that reading scripture Learning scripture is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay? It is something, think about this. It is something like um, if you likened it to a debit account versus a savings account. Every time we are reading a scripture, every time we are putting in time, it is putting it into a savings account. So you may not see the fruit of that today. Okay? You may not, you may read scripture and be like, Lord, I don't even know what you're talking about today. Okay, I don't even have a clue. That didn't mean nothing to me. Listen, we can say, Lord, please, please just put that in my heart for when I need it. And then how many of you know this to be true? A few months later, you're going to be talking to someone and all of a sudden something's going to pop up and you're like, oh my gosh, he revealed that to me in numbers. Probably not in numbers. Numbers is not fun to read. In numbers. Okay. So he is going to put it in, in your savings account. It will yield fruit. You will have enough build up. It is going to begin to spew out of you. But it is a marathon, okay? Just like I started in 2019, I think it was 2019, 18, 20, something like that, where I was like, I'm going to read the Bible all the way through in a year. I'm going to do it. That is a fantastic goal to have. I think it is wonderful. Um, I had someone the other day challenge me to read it in 90 days, and I said, I can't do it. I can't do it, okay? I probably should do it, but I didn't do it. I think it's a great goal. Okay, but I do want you to understand that once you've read it all the way through, it is so important for you to say, okay, I am ready to dive in, and I know that this is going to be a lifetime's worth of work because I choose to serve Christ for my whole life. I'm not just going to stop once I've read Scripture once. It is forever. It is ongoing. How many of you in school, you were like, um, maybe the teacher taught you something one day, and you're like, all right, well, good enough. You didn't know it. You didn't have a clue, okay? But in your mind, you're like, all right, good enough, whatever. No, it takes time. It takes a process to learn. But culture tells us that we want to know it right now, that we should know everything about Bible right now. It is a marathon, okay? Um, I want to say this too. Likewise, you don't have to feel something after your quiet time. That may be a shocker, Okay? It is okay for you to read scripture and not feel. It is okay for you to read scripture one day and be like, God, I don't, I have a clue. I don't have a clue what you're saying to me. I don't, this doesn't make any sense to me. It is okay. We don't have to feel good after scripture. We don't have to feel good. It's not our Xanax. It's not a way for us to feel good. Now, it should 
bring you closer to him. It should um, allow you to, to feel his presence a little bit, but it doesn't have to leave you feeling good. Make sense? I hope I'm not stepping on toes there. Okay? I want you to stick with it with the patience. Stick with it. You're going to get frustrated. How many of you have gotten frustrated reading scripture and you're like, I'm just taking a break? Mm, me trying to get through Ezekiel and Jeremiah. I, it's hard. Okay? Prophecies are hard. I'll tell you how hard Ezekiel is for me. I was in, my husband was in the hospital and I was reading Ezekiel. I don't know why. And, uh, and a nurse came in. He said, what are you reading? And I said, oh, I'm reading the Bible. He said, well, I know you're reading the Bible. That's how he said it. I know you're reading the Bible. What book are you reading? I said, Ezekiel. He was like, ooh, <laughs> I know, I know. Do you have any insight? Because it's hard. All right, so it's easy to get frustrated over things that aren't easy to comprehend. And we also have to understand that we are a group of women that, that God has made so different. So some of you may get things so easily and you have um, literature, literature knowledge and you know what metaphors are and analogies and all these cool things that I love. And then there's some of you that are like, I hate reading. I hate it with a passion. I don't want to do this. Okay, I understand. There may be some of you that's like, it's really hard to read. It's just really difficult. That's okay. Guess what? God's going to meet you there. He's going to meet you in it no matter where you're at. As long as you say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm just ready. He's going to help you. Okay? So don't get frustrated to the point that you quit. Stick with it. It's going to yield fruit. Okay? All right. I think that's it for the patience. Everyone can do that. I know that's hard, but it is a fruit of the Spirit, so we can ask for it. All right, number four, the fourth P, is process. So this is the practical heart of the lesson that we're going to talk about today. I promise I'm going to get through before eight. The practical heart of the lesson, sorry. <laughs> it is process, sorry. It's process, it's the practical heart of the lesson is what I said. I'm sorry if I confuse you. This is where you get into how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? This is where, where we're going to go into it. This part actually overlaps with the read. So I'm going to teach it first, and then we'll go through the, the packet. Okay? So the practical heart of this lesson is that there is a process to studying Scripture. There are study tools that we're going to go over and methods to the madness. Okay? The very first thing, and the most important thing, if you don't walk away with anything else, the most important thing that you can do is repetitive reading. Everyone say repetitive reading. Okay. If you ask me how many times I've read 1 John already as I'm preparing for 1 John study, it's a lot. I've already read it a lot. I'm sitting with it. I'm meditating on it. I'm asking the Lord to reveal things. I'm marking scripture. I'm highlighting. But the most important thing that I could do is just read it over and over. And that's hard for us. How many of you like love to study Bible and that's really hard? It's hard for me because I'm like, I want more. I want something different. But with this method, it's important to sit with what God is showing us. And that means reading it. And you can read other stuff too, okay? But whatever, whatever passage we're studying for that week, read it more than one time, okay? Repetitive, um, repetitive reading is going to give you new knowledge every single time you read it, Okay? In that new knowledge, as you're reading it, you are going to mark up any words that you're like, I don't know what that means. I don't understand that. You're going to mark up your scriptures and your package, uh, packets, and I'm going to show you what that looks like here in a minute. Um, but just know that there are study tools that we're going to go through and methods. Okay? 
Um, when we approach, um, I'm going to tell on Robin. Her husband said she knows how to cook. She doesn't like to. So, Robin, whenever you go to cook, do you just be like, let's just throw all this together. Let's do this. Or, or, or you're like, okay, I need a skillet. I need a spatula. I need some meat. Like, it's a process, right? Do you have, like, you're not just throwing things on the fire and hoping that it cooks, right? No. We approach life like that a lot. We're like, okay, God, whatever. We're just going to hope that this works out. But in reality, we approach life with processes. We approach life and studying everything else with methods and study tools. So why do we think the Bible's any different? I'm guilty, okay? So I'm going to give you practical tools to actually study. These are the tools. Comprehension, interpretation, and application. And that is in the read method, but we'll go, we'll go over that. I still have time. We're good. I promise we're good. Comprehension, interpretation, and application. All right, so comprehension, this is what we're going to do. We're going to re repetitive read it. Whenever you're trying to look for comprehension, you're asking this question. What does it say? What does it say? What did the original author intend to tell me? Um, you're going to mark up your text, and I will show you what that looks like. Okay? So that's what you're getting out of it. What does it say? The tools for interpretation. What does it mean? Okay, now we know what it says. Say, okay, I wish I had this up here. Imagine I had a, a whole apple in my hand. Okay, what would you tell me about this apple? It's red. Yeah, it's red. What would you tell me about this apple? It's red. Sweet. It's round. Shiny. There's seeds inside. Filled with fiber. Okay, those are things that we can say, okay, I can observe that. That's what it says. Okay, now... Pretend I put this apple down and I take a big knife and I cut it and then I look on the inside and then I go and I, um, I read about it and I ask an expert apple grower all about apples and everything there is to know about all the kinds of apples. Now what have I done? Now I've interpreted. Now I've explored. I've gone deeper. I want to know everything there is to know about apples. Okay. So this is the process. You're going to comprehend what does it say. The second thing is you're going to say, okay, Lord, I'm ready for you to tell me all about it. Like I want to know about all the things that you in originally intended for me to know. All right? And then the application. How is this text going to change me? Apply. We're going to do. When we seek the heart of the Father, again, that's what transforms us. So what does this passage say about God? What does it say about who he is? And now what does it say about me, okay? Not in a selfish way, but what does that mean about me if I'm trying to be more like him, okay? All right. And then the very last thing, we're going to go back to that, I promise. I'm not going to leave you hanging there. But the fifth P, study with prayer. This probably should have been the first P, but here we are, okay? Can we do anything apart from Christ? We can do nothing apart from him, including studying his word, so if you sit down to read scripture, it's important for you to just prepare your heart. Lord, this is all it is. Lord, some of you may say, Lord, I don't even know how to read this. I don't understand. 
but I need your help to help me to understand right now. I need you to help me to interpret this because I, I don't know. But you know, and I trust you, and he's going to do it. He's going to show up there, okay? Some of you may say, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go deeper with you. I have a basic foundation, but I'm ready to know you on a more intimate level, so reveal yourself to me in Scripture, okay? So there's a before prayer. For me, there's a during prayer. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm reading Scripture, I'm like, now, God, I don't know about that. Can you uh, clarify for me? It is okay to ask the Lord questions. Okay? We see it all through Scripture where people talk to the Lord and they ask him questions. So if we think that we can't ask him questions, it's, that's silly. We can ask him questions, and he wants to answer us. Okay? He may not answer us right off the bat, but I promise something's going to happen. We're going to go, okay, God, I see you. There you are, right? Okay, so there are... You can ask him questions. It's also okay to confess during scripture reading. I can't tell you how many times I'm reading scripture and I'm like, Lord, I just don't even want to do this right now. I don't even feel like this. How many of y'all ever done that? I know I cannot be alone. I really don't even feel like this. I need your help right now. And he's faithful to do that too. Okay, so it's okay to confess during prayer. And then afterwards, you thank him. Lord, I thank you that you speak to me through your word. I may not even feel like it feel like you spoke to me right now, but I know that this will yield fruit in my life. I know that this is going into my heart, so Lord, commit this into my spirit so that it will come up and overflow out of me. You thank him for it, okay? So prayer before, during, and after. Does everyone understand that? Awesome. Okay. Are y'all scared? Everyone's like, eh. Be encouraged. I promise this is good, okay? All right. Now let's go to the read method. I taught you really, really fast the women of the word, the five Ps. That's the, her main thing of women of the word. And now we're going to get practical. For those of you that are joining me on the first, second, and third John study, I'm going to give you the resources that you're going to need to study the scripture. You are not alone in it, okay? If you are not joining us on that, I'm going to give you the tools for you to study scripture on your own. All right. So remember how we talked about comprehension, um, what was that? interpretation, and application? Okay. So the R in read stands for record. So if you want to turn to that page where it says R stands for record. This is what we talked about. It's just in practical terms. So before we start reading scripture, next week when we start our Bible study, we are going to identify the record, okay? Those six questions there. Who wrote the passage? To whom was it written? When was the passage written? Where was it written? What genre? And what, I'm sorry, why was this passage written? You're going to know all of that. And honestly, we're probably going to spend most of the week next week just on that because y'all know how I like to do that. Or usually I get stuck on like one scripture, so I'm going to try not to do that. Um, so that's what I want you to do. If you're not joining us on that study, that's okay. You choose whatever the Lord gives you to study, and I want you to go in and look. Now, where can you find that information? Most of our Bibles have it at the beginning of scripture. If your Bible does not, a Google search will get you pretty close. Now, I know some of our Bibles may be off by like, I don't know, a couple dates or you know a couple years or something like that that's okay it still gives you a general idea of when the scripture was written I'm going to show you in my bible 
Um, for instance, I should have brought my other Bible, but it's coming up. The, middle, the beginning of 1 Samuel, it tells me right here on the timeline, when was it? Who wrote it? The background, the message. It gives you a ton of information right in the beginning of your, of your scripture, okay? So if you don't know where to look, that's where you're going to look. And then, again, a quick Google search will probably get you pretty close. All right? Going to give you all that information. So you're going to record all the details. We're going to talk about what genre it is, and it has a little um, chart that tells you what genres belong where. Okay? So look at that. It'll show you. And you guys can go through this on your own where it talks about going through Joshua 1 through 8. During the recording section, you're going to repeat it, repetitively read it, and then you're going to write down any repetitive word. You're going to circle it. You're going to highlight. Um, and those are the notes that you're going to make. Then you're going to talk about what is the main passage, main part of this context. So if we are doing 1 John chapter 1, you're going to read through it. You're going to mark everything that you're like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't understand that word. And read it again, all of it. It might be all of it. It's pretty simple, but um, read through it. Mark it up. Mark your passages up. See how I've circled and highlighted things that I don't understand, things that I want to research a little bit more, things that maybe God like really pointed out to me. I marked it up, and then I made comments in the, in the side. Now, I teach out of these two, so some of that's teaching notes. But this is what it's going to look like, okay? Here's Romans we just went through. And you're going to be able to just mark it up, okay? So that's the recording part. Everyone with me there? Okay, all right. You're going to get the main idea of the first passage, yes. Yes, those are ESV versions, um, but they're pretty good. And then usually other people have other versions. We'll, we'll kind of do translations together. All right, the E in read, I promise I'm trying not to bore you. The E in read stands for explore. This is the interpretation part of that method that Jen talked about in, C, in, the, in the Women of the Word. All right, so during this section, you may choose to get another translation of the Bible and read it, okay? There are different translations of the Bible. Um, there are thought for thought, which is more of your King, J King James Version, your Christian Standard Version, your ESV Versions. And there is, um, I'm sorry, that's word for word. Thought for thought is more like the message version, where it's really just a beautiful synopsis of what is saying. Okay? See what? A story. It kind of goes like a story. Okay? So you may choose to read this passage in a new version to get you some new insight. I do typically go to the message after I've sat with Scripture in my regular form. Because sometimes it just gives me an easier, like, American language, easy to understand um, language, okay? So go through that, and you can absolutely um, read that and see what it says about what verses we're studying, okay? And you're going to make notes about that. The next thing is the cross-references. We talked about that, or we showed you that picture with all the cross-references. So a lot of the times in the bottom of your scripture, of your Bibles, it will have footnotes that say, refer to Joshua chapter 1, refer to Matthew, whatever. Go look those up, okay? Go spend time there and look those up, and they are going to give you different information. It's going to maybe show you that a prof prophecy was fulfilled from the Old Testament. It's going to give you new knowledge, okay? And then the last thing that you can do, excuse me, is go and look up commentaries. 
But first, I want you to make sure that you have sat with the scripture first, okay? What I mean by sitting with it is that you've read it, you've dug into it at least a little bit, put a little effort into it, and then you, you can go read what other people have said about it, okay? But the whole purpose of, of you learning how to read scripture is so that you never have to sit under a false teacher. You never have to um, be deceived by anything. Go watch my fight time from last night. You don't have to be deceived about anything because you know scripture. You know the word. Okay, It's extremely important, especially as we go into the last days. So as you read commentaries, if you've sat with scripture for long enough, you could easily be like, uh, that doesn't really jive with what I feel like the Lord was saying. Okay, So there's going to be certain commentaries that you can trust from people and then certain commentaries that you don't. Okay, any questions about that? All right, and then the last thing is the application. What does this passage tell me about God? And what does this text say about God's character or his promise? This is the main thing, okay? You're going to write down what God, what you're, what you're learning about God. The Bible recap calls it your God shot. Um, it's like a snapshot of who God is. You're going to write it down. I want you to write it down. It's important because then you can go back and look at it and you can reference it again. Once you see God's character, it's going to become more obvious the more you study. Then you can begin looking at personal application. Okay, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me in my daily life? Um, what does this mean for my situation? Okay, you can start asking those questions and asking the Lord to reveal that to you. And then the last part of read, D stands for do. James 1.22 tells us to be here, I'm sorry, to be um, not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Thank you for listening to our Cove Ladies Bible Study Podcast. Please click the link below to check out all of our upcoming events and classes. Have a great day and we will see you on the next episode.